you saw the Cody Rhodes promo. Yeah. They were they were with it. The AW audience was very much with that promo. It's it's now, the, the entire audience will cheer for whatever's presented to. So I don't see how that's much different than than WWE Thunderdome. Now, see, that's disingenuous because the rea- because the reality of the situation is, is that every wrestler will sit there and tell you there's nothing like being in front of an actual wrestling audience. Also, mm-hmm. keep this in mind. You're in fucking Florida when he cut that trash promo. OK, mm-hmm. so let's not even so you're like like and again, they are a go go's already been established as a British heel. Americans will always boo a British guy, especially in fucking Florida. So, and he and Cody is a babyface. We could hate that promo, but the fact they cheered it does that not prove that? Oh yes, he's actually still good at cutting a promo, even if we just don't like what the promo was <laughs> about. So, and so, so again, that's what the actual. That's what he, he did his job. I think the shit was cringe. I think it was the it, it was the it was a promo that did him an incredible disservice. But that's me. The, the the kids in the audience at, at, at the Daily Center, they don't feel that way because they are where they are. That shit probably would have shit like a brick in Philadelphia. But we're not in Philadelphia. We're in Florida. So you can't take that away from him. He still did his job effectively. So you can't sit there and say, well, don't cheer for anything. No, he's a babyface who cut a promo that they felt with and they, they rocked with. Right. So you and I can disagree with it, but it's an effective promo. Ladies and gentlemen, we welcome you in our recorded glory to the weekly wrestling podcast called Give Me the Book. My name is Matt Cowley. And I'm the El Guapo, a professional wrestling and stand-up comedy. Uh, Satoya, a little tired guy, sorry. (laughs) It's been been quite a weekend for both of us. Satoya is a working comic back on this comedy grind. And I I took my uh, mama out for a belated Mother's Day celebration. Mm, Uh, So... Both of us had wild nights uh, yes. in, in, in different ways. Yeah. Uh, that being said, uh, we have the energy. We are ready to go. This is the weekend of uh, WrestleMania Backlash, as well as uh, Under the Siege, which we'll touch on later. But I actually want to get started with what, uh, in my opinion, was the best show this week. Uh, the best storyline in all of wrestling, in my humble opinion. Uh, we got to talk about Roman Reigns. Jimmy and Jay Uso, Cesaro challenging for the title for the first time, and how good SmackDown was. I thought uh, just another top-down good show. Um, just a really, again, really quality material all around. I'm excited to see. Even though we think, I think we all know how it's going to end. The fact that um, the the fact that the the Cesaro style match is being built as can Roman Reigns beat Cesaro and not the other way around. Shows just how good that build has been. I thought Cesaro actually cut a good promo for the first time. Um, and I, I love that, again, this, the, the constant evolution of the Roman Reigns character, the dominant yet insecure heel. And now we've seen his insecurity before where he has to be the main event of WrestleMania. Now his insecurity is coming with. He is something we thought, but now it's been kind of made uh, more explicit. He's holding back his brother's. 
He does not want them to be champions. He has to be the head of the table. And he has to be the only one. Uh, again, I think it's a lovely storyline. I'm excited to see where it goes. And there's many ways in which it can go. Uh, so, Tony, what are your thoughts? What do, what do you think is going to happen this Sunday? Uh, are you looking forward to it? Yeah, the, uh, the, the evolution of the Roman. I mean, to me, the Roman Reigns character, it, it actually pretty much fits. This is a guy who's been given everything since he's got into WWE. So, you know... I, I, uh, there's almost a hint of sympathy. You're, you're telling, it's like you, you, all you've ever done is give him things. So he's expecting it. So no one else can have it because it's all his. Um, the company did a really good job of shooting themselves in the foot for a long time by giving him everything to, uh, to the, to the, to their own detriment. Um, but not doing it in the right way. But the character works in that he's like, he's cognizant of that. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, they give me stuff. This is what it is. I'm the I'm the guy they give things to. What are you talking about? I'm the best, you know. So I think they've done a really, really good job with that. I think the match uh, will be uh, good. I'm interested to see it. Um, I'm not, I'm not, honestly, I'm not too over the moon about the match. Uh, I'm not, I'm not like super excited for it. Uh, unfortunately, because I just know their booking history with Cesaro. So I, I just don't have a lot of, it, it, it doesn't, I'm one, I'm, of course, I'm not expecting him to win. But to me, more of the issue is it's what they do with him after he loses. And I've seen that scenario play out too many times. So it's kind of like I'd like to be excited, but I know once you beat him, you may give him a couple other shots or keep him around there and then just and nothing. I know what you're going to do with as it relates to him. So uh, I can only be too excited. I know they'll work really hard. Um, I don't know. I'm excited just to see again how. To see Cesaro, who has had so many great matches, to see him work in like a main event level match and kind of get a little bit more time, a little bit more of a, a story, a little bit more of an epic booking. And just, uh, just the idea that we can have the best Cesaro match ever. It's just that part is very exciting for me. Now, I don't expect him to win. I do think, uh, knowing kind of the history of Roman Reigns matches, I think we get a schmazzy finish. And then, uh, you know, the payoff is going to be in the next pay-per-view. So I think he's going to hang, hang around uh, the main event scene for a little bit longer. Um, and that's okay, to be honest with you. I'm fine with that booking, right? That's kind of, um, you have your main event stars and then you have kind of challenges come and go. That's always yes. kind of thin, the that's, situation. That's totally fine. I think with Cesar, I mean, at this point, I just, I, you can't, I can't get too excited when I know you're not going to do much with the guy. And now they create excuses as to why they didn't do stuff with him. Before it was, he couldn't talk mm-hmm. and all this other nonsense. And pretty soon it'll be his age because he's 41. Mm-hmm. So, you know. It's going to be, it's, it'll be a good match. Yeah, and there's nothing, you know, uh, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. For me, this is the most I've been excited for a main event match since uh, Omega Rush won. Another yeah. match, which again, I kinda, we kind of knew how it was going to end because yes. it made too much sense uh, to make it one way and not the other. So, <clears throat> yeah, and, uh, and dare I say, I think this one is going uh, to be a little better. But um, the other match that, again, was promoted on SmackDown and the other um, I think few than the character build that I really enjoyed, although not as again didn't get as much time was uh, Bailey against um, Bianca Belair. Yes, um, I I love the you know her retort that you know I see myself you know uh, in you kind of you know you yeah. were just this young baby face kind of how I was when I came up. Yeah, and I don't know again it was just a little retort, but uh, but I really liked. I do not know how much they're going to do with it if it was just kind of written in there and then. You know, uh, Bianca's going to beat her and then she'll move on or what's going to happen. But 
again, I, I just think the whoever is doing the writing on SmackDown is at least paying attention to the details and is adding layers. And that's something that we don't see on, uh, on the other programs. So at least I, I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, Bailey's Bay- just been phenomenal the past few years and her work continues to, I mean, people really thought that she couldn't pull off the heel shit and became one of the best heels in the company. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of hers, as I am of uh, Bianca. But uh, Bailey's going to make the Bailey's, of co- as always, is doing her part to make the thing really, really good. Yeah. And also, uh, Tamina has won her first championship in, yeah. uh, in WWE, which say what you will. Again, I do think, you know, you got to give credit for someone who has improved slowly and steadily. As opposed to necessarily making one big jump, she's certainly a lot better than she has been in years. And again, we were all there. We all saw it with our own eyes. She was over in, in the WrestleMania. I, well, I was sure I could not tell you for the life of me, but she was. So it's it's nice to see. It was, you it, know. was it was it was in it was in Florida, mm-hmm. where she's from. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'm I'm more so happy that uh, they're they're doing something with the tag team division, the women's That's tag it. team division. Mm-hmm. So I, I like that fact. Um, but yeah, I mean. Congrats to Tamina. You stick around long enough, something bound to happen. Uh, yep. as, as I like to call it, uh, you know, it's it's probably a little different, but it's the JBL effect. You stick around <laughs> long enough, they're going to give you some. That's why your favorite, Baron Corbin, will eventually be a world champion. He ain't going nowhere. <laughs> it's, it'll eventually happen. There won't be anyone left. They'll just say they'll have it. So, Listen, Baron Corbin, speaking of, another good thing on SmackDown, uh, you can't say what you will, but the... Uh, Nakamura putting on the crown and doing the thing is like the, the Baron Corbin's crown has is over. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. gotten the gimmick over to the point where for now Nakamura puts on the crown and he is more relevant than he has been pretty much since he stopped feuding with AJ for the championship. So say what you will about Baron Corbin, that man and his crown matters at least a little bit. Sure, you can feel that way about Baron Corbin. That's I, I think he's a, he's effective enough at what he does. Yes. Hey, he has good matches with good opponents, which is all you can ask for. I mean, again, I think him and Nakamura have a, a good, good in-ring chemistry. I really like some of the, you know, all of the counters that they did in the match, the sliding um, in and out, uh, clothesline into, um, arm br- into an arm bar, into a powerbomb pin. I thought that was just a really, again, just a really good sequence. And they had a few of those in the match, so... I, I yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, he's a he's a true heel. He 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 gets the crowd to boom and he gets it mean the crowd to cheer for his opponents. And he is someone who at least I find entertaining enough in the ring. And more importantly, in the era of um you can't say that about too many stars, superstar, he is he is believable. Man is a former so, so, star in the gold glove. So right, here's here's where I disagree with you. Uh, a true heel generally helps keep their baby faces over. He failed to do that in his main event program with Seth Rollins. In fact, that whole situation did a lot of damage to the baby face uh, Seth Rollins, aside from Seth Rollins just being Seth Rollins. But the, the but a heel, a good quality heel is like a Rick Rude or even to a lesser degree, a Seth Rollins. <laughs> so it's like you keep the other guy hot. Baron does not really do that with baby faces. That's not... That's not his thing. He's good enough to be there. He is a good heel in that people don't like him, but it's not so much like the other guy stays hot or gets more over as a result of dealing with him. That doesn't happen. 
I, I would say on the mid card he is. I think um okay. with the I think on the you know he had Chad Gable and um and Kalisto the most over they've ever been in mm. their entire WWE runs. Uh, I think that whole thing, and I do agree with you, and I do think that's some good measure of the fact that he was just not ready to be in the main event scene at that time. That's part of it. The other part of it was just his bad booking. When you have a couple that has all the titles and runs the, the entire company, you generally don't make them a baby faces. It just never works. Um, so I think that was, you know, you kind of give them, you have to be a super effective heel to get both Becky and Seth, the power couple over as baby faces. Which he, which he, which he, which he is not. Which he was not. Which he is not. No, which I he is not. He was and he is not. Still to this day, because you because you wouldn't put him, you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't put him towards the main event. See, he is the guy. So, for, for instance, uh, in the build up to Bobby and and Drew, yeah, you mm-hmm. can plug him in there so he can eat a claymore next week. That's right. that's what he's good for. You're not gonna like extend that. Sh- that imagine Drew and Baron in a few. That hurts Drew. <laughs> like it doesn't help him unless he's yeah. beating dude in a month. It's just not helping him. He's not historically great heel. I will not argue that. And I do think you would need somebody in that storyline specifically, you would need a historically great heel to, sure. to make that work. That was just, again, he, he was just thrown somewhere in the deep waters that he was not ready for. So no, no argument for me for that from that point. I just think, again, he's just, an, uh, uh, he's somebody who's, again, he's not historically good. He's effective. And that's, that's always been my point about. It. Yep. Yeah, he's, that's true. That's very true. Uh, also, I, you know, as I know, I know you're not, um, uh, the biggest fan of the Apollo gimmick, but man, I he's the most entertaining he's ever been. And man, you put a tall guy on a really tall box for no reason, they, they yeah. would get a chuckle. You would get a chuckle on me anytime. So, overall, again, just top down, really, really enjoyed SmackDown this week. Um, I thought AEW's Dynamite was good as well, although it was very up and down. Um, on the plus side, I think my favorite match of the week, believe it or not, uh, was probably the Young Bucks match. Uh, yeah, they had their I best match. I ever. think I would say uh, one of their best matches, probably their best match since working the FTR. Just yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It was it was a, it was an excellent match, and also ma- major props go to SCU on that uh, Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. Um, that was they were it, it was such a good thing. You know, AEW has to give you these payoffs because they don't do pay per views every month. So the story that they had built in there, the fact that. SCU was number one. They were the number one ranked team for quite a while that if they lost a match that they would break up as a team. And, you know, and SCU has been around for a long time. Uh, they predate AEW like a lot of these teams. And the blade job that Daniels did was just. Oof. But uh, the emotion behind it, I thought it was really SCU story. And I think the match was so good because as it went along, they gave you the hope of, oh, could they do it? You know, mm-hmm. could they could they actually do it? Uh, and of course, when they weren't able to, it was it was def- it was it was a bummer. <laughs> it was it was it was definitely a bummer. But uh, I, I yeah, I really dug that match. Yeah, man, no, it made you feel took you on the ride. Uh, just again, all the the little things. I mean, uh, Kazarian's Frankie Kazarian's last like the the five minute stand where he was just kind of yeah. running the gauntlet by himself was incredible. Picking yeah. with um the Styles Clash. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the I love I love the Christopher Daniels when he's like too bloody to hit the moonsault, and he you yes. know falls down, hits it anyway for yeah. a close two count. Oh yeah, just a lot. Of, obviously, the Shawn Michaels kind of uh, I love you. Uh, yeah, healing it, by Young Bucks was excellent. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just overall, just a, but I think again the the best Young Buck box match I've seen in a minute. Um, sure. The best AW match I've seen since the Lights Out match, probably. So okay. 
yeah, I, I this is definitely uh, I had that match up there with the Young Bucks versus FTR and the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon uh, from the uh, from uh, the ROH days. So, uh, yeah, it was excellent. It was it was it was very, very good. Yeah. Um, and now on the other side of the or we that we the thing we have to talk about the AW. But we do. Stuff that yeah, we do like. yeah. 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 We yeah, have I think, to. Well, well, let's can we can we but we have to can we get this one out of the way? We have a new TNT champion. Oh, that's right. That's right. Miro. Miro. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's the I mean, one, I, I have to be at this point, the TNT title is probably my favorite title in all of wrestling right now. Oh, wow. Uh, because of well, because it's treated appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it is it's like okay, it's like I've said before, it's their world television title, it's defended constantly, it is get it is treated appropriately. Which I don't think any other type, certainly no title on in WWE is 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 defended as much. Uh, I don't even necessarily expect it to be, but mm-hmm. um, but the title, the TNT title, I like it so much because I'm seeing its lineage be created. And look at all their champions. You have Cody, Mister Brody Lee, uh, Darby, who did an excellent job with that title and was putting mm-hmm. on great matches. And now Miro, uh, and they had a phenomenal match. Um, you know, and Miro's a, an, an absolute beast. He's a killer. And, and and with each person that holds that title, it adds that lineage. So to see a lineage be created is really, really interesting. Uh, the manner in which the titles have changed. Every title change so far to me has been very, very entertaining and dramatic. And uh, it's a title that not only do they tell you it's important, they show you why it's important very, very consistently, which no other, not too many other titles uh, on the major networks of certainly not in WWE. They allude to it. They say it. I don't really believe it. I don't believe the universal title is an important title. But here's but here's why to give. No, it, it, right. it's been shit for years. It's the most important that it has been ever right now. I still don't think that's saying too much uh, because all you're doing is telling me how important it is. You don't show me too much of anything. Really, when you do, sure, it's cool. But again, I'm watching a title be created, its lineage be cemented right before my eyes, and it's being defended regularly. Keep in mind, the universal title is not even 10 years old. So no. I saw that lineage, and it right. stinks. <laughs> so that's that's just but, where I but, am with okay, that. But Roman, Roman's reign uh, has been pretty much half as long as the entire existence of the TNT title. And the entire time, Roman has had the title of Felon Point. I mean, okay, if you if, this whole gimmick is tied to I am the champ. So if you feel if you feel that way, sure. All I'm saying is that the matches that I've watched with the TNT title, for instance, Mr. Brody Lee versus Cody, when when Brody just beat the crap out of him, that mattered. Like Darby taking the eventually finally, finally getting past Cody when he just couldn't for multiple matches. That mattered. And then just holding it and running it with, to the point that it's like. This dude is managing to beat people that he shouldn't manage to beat. And then it became a title that Miro was like, I want that. It's mine. I need it now. And now it's on him, who's a legit killer. And I'm like, yeah, that title and him, they suit one another perfectly. So I'm just seeing a title that's being actually treated in a way that I think a title should be treated. And I'm getting, I'm getting to see how important it is, not be told so much how important it is, because I'm getting great matches out of it. What I think every single match that Roman has had for the title has been great. Okay, and it's been like a double J again, which for the entire reign, which again has pretty much been half. And I understand. I would and, disagree. And it's been a main event too. So I, I again, would, I can't buy into 
that I would I would disagree. His first match with Jay was entertaining. I wouldn't say it was great. <laughs> I mean, no, no, it was good. True. It was very good. I'm not going to sit there and say it was great. It had a creative ending, but I'm not going to sit there and say it was great. I thought their Hell in the Cell match was great, but I'm not going to sit there and be like, okay, cool. What I'm saying is you are talking about a handful of title defenses. I'm talking about a title that's being defended consistently, consistently consistently yeah i'm not and i'm not just talking about with one individual i'm talking about that title if 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 they're four weeks in a month i'm seeing the tnt title being defended twice at least and we're also comparing we're comparing a secondary title to the main event i don't want to see universal title defend every week yeah but they're treating they're treating the tnt title in such a way that again it's a world television title so it's it they're treating it in such a way where it is like you know and cody said right he's like yo this is the ace belt because you see me every week so they're not even so so again like they're, they're presenting it in such a way where they're like yeah that's the world champion here's the champion of this network so right. it's not even they're not even they're not treating it secondary they're not talking about it in that type of way if we choose to we can but that's not how they're presenting it i mean they if unless the main events a pay-per-view right that's that's the, the, the other thing i mean you can't and yes you can't say uh kenny omega is the you know constantly being presented as the ace of the promotion and there's the whole world title ranking for it. Yeah, he's, he's so the man, yeah. You know what I mean? So, no, so I, I'll, I'll, again, I have to push back on it. Again, I think it's, I will agree with you, TNT, that is by I far. Think, and I've said I think you, I, I think uh, you are a Roman Reigns in, title in the world. I, I think he, as a world champion, I don't, don't see, don't no, think no, there's a better. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Than, I, than you, than you not, the that's not, that's not what I said. I said it's my favorite title. Uh, no, I understand. You can be a Roman Reigns universal champion stand all you want to, mm-hmm. but that does not diminish the fact that one title feels more important to me than the other. And that unfortunately is because of how the WWE has treated the universal title for far too long. And putting it on Roman now and having a reign that's solid and good does not erase what came before to me. It just doesn't yeah. erase that. It, I don't it, think it's it, all this it, good. It's I think it's great to potentially historically great. And how about this? The title is so important. Daniel Bryan put his career on the line for it. Like, it's that important. That matters. Daniel Bryan's contract was ending. Again, I understand what it is that right. you're saying. You're trying to say it's historically great. I just disagree. Look at its lineage. Look at its champions. Look at the manner in which it was presented. I simply do not I'm, agree. Well, and I'm there's not, enough. I'm about this particular reign. And I think it's at uh, this so point, far, it's feels so important. F- That's all. So far, he's having a very, he's having a good heel run with a title. I'm not saying he's not. Right. I, do I know if it's historically great yet? No, I really don't. Because unfortunately, and I did say this is, the WWE is in such a, the, they're in such a, a tremendous position right now to sort of reset their audience. And they are in certain ways and failing in others, but they're really doing a pretty solid job on SmackDown. You're not in front of anyone. Mm-hmm. So I only, so again, WrestleMania was the litmus. Okay. Everything went as it was supposed to go in terms of reaction. Since you're not, since I can't hear it, I, I like you just, I have to, you have to sit there. I think it's historically great. Okay. In front of no one, in front of no one. Okay. Is it how is it different that be fair? How is it different that being in front of AW audience is going to cheer for everything? They're, they, 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 they actually they actually and let's make it a segue. We you saw the Cody Rhodes promo. Yeah. They were they were with it. The AW audience was very much with that promo. It's it's now, the, the entire audience will cheer for whatever's presented to them. So I don't see how that's much different than, than WWE Thunderdome. Now, see, that's disingenuous because the rea- because the reality of the situation is, is that every wrestler will sit there and tell you there's nothing like being in front of an actual wrestling audience. Also, mm-hmm. keep this in mind. You're in fucking Florida when he cut that trash promo. OK, mm-hmm. so let's not even so you're like like and again, 
they are a go go's already been established as a British heel. Americans will always boo a British guy, especially in fucking Florida. So, and he and Cody is a babyface. We could hate that promo, but the fact they cheered it does that not prove that? Oh yes, he's actually still good at cutting a promo, even if we just don't like what the promo is <laughs> about. So, and so, so again, that's what the actual. That's what he, he did his job. I think the shit was cringe. I think it was the it, it was the it was a promo that did him an incredible disservice. But that's me. The, the the kids in the audience at, at, at the Daily Center, they don't feel that way because they are where they are. That shit probably would have shit like a brick in Philadelphia. But we're not in Philadelphia. We're in Florida. So you can't take that away from him. He still did his job effectively. So you can't sit there and say, well, don't cheer for anything. No, he's a baby face who cut a promo that they felt with and they, they rocked with. Right. So you and I can disagree with it, but it's an effective promo. Uh, so, yes, there is a clear distinction between audience and Thunderdome. We shouldn't even we shouldn't. There, there's a there's a difference why WrestleMania was fucking fun. And the Thunderdome is something that the writing really has to be good. And hopefully it's not three hours to get through. There's a clear distinction there. Well, yeah, I mean, Raw, I, th I think it hit me why, you know, uh, do we want to, again, I don't think I have too much to say about the promo. It's, you know, you can watch free stuff. You probably have if you listen to this podcast. The promo was. Uh, very cringy and probably again uh, it is weird to hear somebody who's good at cutting promos just cut a really terrible promo like cut a terrible promo well <laughs> which is weird usually when you think of a bad promo it's just because there's no charisma or the delivery is off uh, here it's 100% content and you know that's what happens um, you know and again I do generally agree with the, with the mindset but maybe having 10 writers is extreme but maybe you need at least one editor to show to show the shit before so, before you no, go that, but yeah, yeah that's 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 fair i don't yeah I, I dislike writers i don't think i don't i you'll never convince me that writers are great in pro wrestling i've mm -hmm. seen too much to be like that seems to not be the case what i will say is that as someone who is a fan of cody rose he finds himself in very uh he's not in a precarious situation i think he finds himself in an interesting situation because i've heard this uh, i've heard it referred to and i have to agree the cody verse which sort of it, it, it exists totally separate from everything else in AEW. And he's going to have to be careful with that at some point. Now I'm not saying, but again, he works with people. So look, he gave QT Marshall the biggest match of his career. And it was, um, he's about to do this match with Anthony Agogo. I think Agogo should win personally, because like you want to get the guy over, have a ref stoppage. Like you can't run through. And again, but he's also, he's still dusty Rhodes' kid. So he still knows how to keep himself relevant and keep himself over. But he's done, uh, he maybe has done himself a disservice by booking him into himself into such a situation where apparently he can never challenge for the world title. It doesn't give him many options. Um, and there's also reports of him and the Bucks and Omega potentially not seeing eye to eye on certain things so they don't interact. Um, that kind of gives Cody one fourth of all of AEW. He finds himself in a very tough position. He's going to have to be careful because. Uh, you know, it, 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 if, if it starts to not be compelling, bro, it's, it's going to be, hey, I saw it. I don't care. I saw it with Triple H. <laughs> I lived it. And I was like, Yo, something's wrong here. Something's wrong. And that was my guy. And also, he just, you know, got worse in the ring. You know, his body was falling apart, drugs, steroids and shit. But I saw that. It can very easily happen to Cody. Uh, before we go to Raw, um, just wanted two, two more things from AEW that I want to touch on. Uh... Nagata Moxley was so much fun. I don't know. I yeah. don't know why I can't put my finger on it, but and then for some reason, New Japan Moxley is the best version of Moxley. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, at least my favorite version. I like him more than Deathmatch, more than the AW, certainly more than sure. the Ambrose John Moxley. Um, sure. He's just, it, it's, I don't know, man. I, I can watch him go up against Japanese uh, legends or just uh, anybody from New Japan. Any yeah. 24-7, basically. Agreed. It was, yeah. I mean, Death Rider Moxley is 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 the dude. Like, he, he just is. And especially with how New Japan presents him, or at least more so how he's just, I think in AEW, he has so much creative freedom. I think in New Japan, they are like, do what, like, it's all yours. Be Death Rider, because they love that historically, especially the New Japan audiences, the All Japan audiences. You know, they like the crazy rebel American white dude who just does it like Stan Hansen, you know, Vader, you know, um, even even Hogan to 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 a degree uh, in the in the early 80s. Uh, they just love Scott Norton. They just love these like Amer- or, or North American badasses. You know, they just sort of come in and Moxley's perfect for that in that in that incarnation. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I, that was such a fun match. You could tell they put that shit on first. I was like, oh, Nagata, he got to catch the red eye boy. He's like, yeah, he got no time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's some red eye shit right there. But yeah, that was that was excellent. That was really fun. Really fun. 12 minutes uh, of wrestling. And then. um. Yeah, I'm not sure why they. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Pac. I'm a big fan of Orange Cassidy. I know he's uh, he's not for everybody, but I like what they've been doing with him. I think you had a clear story right there with Orange Cassidy against uh, Kenny Omega, your top one, your top one of your top baby faces against your heel dominant heel champion who doesn't take him seriously. I don't know why you necessarily needed to add Pac, uh, who I'm a huge fan of too. They, I don't see what that's the storyline. Um, obviously, you know, Cassidy got concussed in the match. It was not great because of it. Um, so just not a fan of that program so far, personally. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I look at it and some, someone's got to eat the pin. Mm. And I think the plan was it was uh, you wanted to put Pac in that position because you couldn't not. But you also didn't want to beat him. So you put in a very popular guy as well in Orange Cassidy. He can eat that pin. and It doesn't really hurt him. Some guys, you know, like a guy like Pac, you know, if he's going to lose, it has to matter. And if you want to run back, because I, uh, me personally, I want to see Pac versus Omega way more than, you know, Pac versus or uh, Orange Cassidy versus Omega. But if you want to put more time into that, you can run that thing back by having them have had the match, him not taking the pin, unless it's a three-way dance where that, you know, the uh, process of elimination. But you can run that back later and get more time out of it, I, I, I guess. We already seen Pac versus Omega, though. You know what I mean? And it's great. And I, I again, I'm never against it. But like, I, and also to be honest with you, I think there, I don't know. I cannot see AEW going too long without putting the title on Cassie, just because there's such a potential with him. Like, you, he could be. Well, is he going to be the next like super big, um, you know, next Rock Stone Cold, whatever? You know, John Cena probably not. Cause probably nobody is. But that being said, he has as good of a chance as anybody. I really do believe that. Yeah, he got that tap into something. He's he's uh, he's very well liked and he's very talented. Uh, he's a very he's a very actually talented in ring worker. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, and yes, we have seen Pac versus Omega before. But yeah, but it was amazing. And the issue with that is there's a built in storyline because Pac won. Mm-hmm. So Pac beat him with the brutalizer. And it's like, yo, bro, you beat it. Yeah, you can't beat me. So there's a built in storyline there that you can extend that I think you can tell a little bit better than uh, Orange Cassidy versus o- Omega. And I like Orange Cassidy. I just don't see what everyone else sees. But I like him, you know. But I, I also do agree they would have a really fun match. 
Fair enough. Now on, we're, we don't have to talk about too much because there's not. I mean, I have a mini rant. Just want to see if you agree. Uh, Raw this week. Did you watch it? Honestly. Oh, did I, did I watch it? Uh, no, I think I had something to do. <laughs> I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm, no, I. So what happened? What did happen? I think I watched like thirty minutes of it, and I. Uh, oh no, because I did watch. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did watch it, and then it was the after Oscar, I, I I disengaged and started doing other things um because it was trash and i knew how the main event was gonna go i was like okay braun's gonna come in and beat mm-hmm. both guys up and it's fine it's not i the here's the thing about raw right and i've been thinking why is it so bad right why has it been so bad recently especially and it hit me it's not it, it's not the the bad idea it's not the usual right it's not like the there's not a cringe really i mean i know a lot of people don't like the tomato throwing thing i'm okay with that's it. fine it doesn't bother me that much it's for the kids um, it, it's it's actually the opposite. It's like the fact that you've had these two your main feuds and you kind of just had them uh, just face one another every week. Like I think we've seen, I don't know how many times we've seen Bobby Lashley and, and Drew McIntyre at this point, which was like you had this such great built WrestleMania where you kept them apart and you just made them like the big monsters that you wanted to see collide. And then since then, I think we've seen them two or three times since that match in like the past four weeks. Uh, same thing with uh, Charlotte, uh, Oscar, Rhea Ripley. Like it's, yeah. it's not exciting. Like there, there's just nobody. We you know we talk about that having 10, 20 riders. Like, what, the, what are they doing? <laughs> it seems like oh. they just run. We say run it back. I mean, what? There's nothing creative in the. Creative. No, I, I, yeah, I don't think it's them. I think it's one person in particular. Uh, that that's generally. But he used what... to at least have ideas, and you can say some of those ideas were terrible and cringe and sophomoric. But at least it was something. It was like the no, raw, no. especially the main event scenes have just been running back. There's no, there's no, no, there's no disagreement. But we've also heard the reports that have been verified that the guy, they, you know, even in the Thunderdome, they'll be writing the show as it's going along. They'll scrap things an hour or two before. You can't. Those writers, honestly, like they are. It, Jim Cornette said it best when he was a writer. Uh, in booking, he's like, I, I would have these ideas and I wouldn't talk to Vince about it. I was engaging in mental masturbation. I was wasting my time because I was acting like my idea was so great that it was actually going to be used by a guy who in the end was just going to do what he wanted to do anyway. So um, I don't think that, again, we need to be honest here. Uh, we have to, we have to, we actually just have to be honest here. We know where the dysfunction comes from in that regard. And we know that he is always so fixated on on the uh, on the red show, um, and and listen, hey man, as you get older, you lose whatever it is that you got that made you good. That's a part of life, and that dude, he's lost it in that in that regard. Um, it's much like again, I'll say it again. When uh, I, I can't remember if it was C, I so forgive me on this one. If it was CM Punk or or, or Moxley, when it was telling him, "Yo, I'm out." And Vince, like, yeah, I understand the system's broken. And the guy looks like, but you're the system. <laughs> you're, you're, you're the system. You're the. So, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to watch because, you know, he's micromanaging it. I'm, I'm it just it just is very, very tough. Three hours is a lot anyway. That third hour ain't going nowhere. We've accepted that. It's too much money wrapped up in that. Fine. But it's just hard to watch. And like you said, they keep on running. They run it back. The same move, the same move, the same move, the same move. You've taken all this. Like, I'm so glad we got the WrestleMania match because fuck. (laughs) 
I because you're 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 trying to make me not care about this shit. How dare you? Would I have Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre in the main event? How dare you? You really that's what I was just about to say. That. I don't know if I care anymore, to be yeah. honest with you. And that's insane. A month ago, me and you were talking about how amazing the bill is. Yes. Yes. So. And but we saw we we but here's the thing. We knew, we knew, Mike. We knew the moment they split up the hurt business, we knew. We mm-hmm. talked about it. Here, like, man, that don't make and then you hear Shelton and so, like all three, all four of them, when it's like, yo, there's no please don't do this. This is a yep. hot thing that you have. You're you're literally saying no to money. And the man said, no, what can you do then? There's not much you can do. Uh, we're, again, I was, so I watch on, on uh, Tuesday on Hulu. So maybe I've just forgotten. Have uh, the Viking Raiders been on TV this week? Or yeah. uh, uh, this on? week? This I know they were in a, I think they were in a, in a, in a vignette, I think. Uh, so it's the, the funniest thing about now. So now the, the rumor I heard, and again, I, obviously, you know, it's a rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. It's going to be bullshit. Um, but the rumor I heard that now they're thinking there was a thought of moving Alistair Black to Raw because they, they just don't have any single stars because they moved uh, AJ Styles and uh, Randy Orton to the tag team division. And you go, well, why the, you have these tag team who's an actual tag team who is yeah. one of the best tag teams in the world who was over. Like, you, even though you completely messed them up with their name and you butchered their gimmick, when people were watching wrestle, they went, whoa, and they would get over they were off off TV. You bring it back post WrestleMania. This is your big post WrestleMania return, and you don't do nothing with them again. Like I don't. It's it's it's. It, I'm it, again. I don't mind. That's why I'm like you, I'm not going to rant about tomatoes. You know what I mean? It's a creative idea. You tried it, it didn't work. Fine, whatever. That's that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when you mess up obvious easy bookings. When you just completely just make things that are not logical that don't make sense. And that's what mm-hmm. just happens on Raw just constantly. It seems. like. It's like how do you how did you brick a slam dunk? You're seven feet tall. Like it's yeah. like how do you <laughs> right. how do you mess up the simplest? But that's one of those things where it's like you know, as my mama used to, you got to let go and let God because you can't you can't let it because again, it's like yeah, I can't let you hurt me that much. In fact, sometimes what I must do is watch less so I can watch when it's supposed to be important to. So with Raw, sometimes there are moments where it's like I'll. Man, I whew, I think like two weeks ago I got through. I did the whole three hours, boy. I tell you what, and that felt like work. And that was the what that was the the Bobby Lashley uh, Braun Strowman match that I that mm-hmm. I hated because it was just it was it's it, it's insulting your intelligence um, and the way in which they presented it and booked it. And uh, that was that was a lot to get through. And I remember being like, okay, you know what, I'm gonna have to do the Hulu thing and start fast forwarding through some of this stuff. If, if, if I'm going to get to WrestleMania backlash, like if I'm actually, if you actually want me to watch, if you actually want me to watch, I have to, I have to limit the amount of, of damage that you do to me when I watch this thing. I can't no, watch I, the full thing. I, can't, I just can't do it. And again, like, look at the bills, man. Like the SmackDown, you know, look, I have something to watch. Like next week, we're, we're getting, a, it's going to be a fun into cross on the title four-way. I know again, IC Tower is not as, as prestigious as TNT Tower, but these are doing things with it. They yeah, they're doing fun, things with it, though. They have yep. five, four or five characters in and out, all of them doing yep. their things, all of them are cutting promos, having good matches, yep. entertaining, you know, interacting with one another. It's going to be a four way match. It's going to be awesome. I'm looking yep. forward to seeing it. Yeah. Raw, I guess I have to watch the pay per view and then hope it gives me something. Right now, the only thing on Raw worth watching is the 10, 15 minutes of RK Bro, and that's 10, 15 minutes of three hours. That's, that's just not worth it. Yeah. And I can't, yeah. you know, even even me with my WWE show head on, I can't defend it. Yeah, it's hard to. 
It's hard. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm sure WrestleMania backlash is gonna be fun. <laughs> I'm sure. Awesome. I mean, I'm sure everybody's gonna try. Yeah. But even I don't know what's going on. I, I, I think she still thinks she's a star. But man, Rhea Ripley got to stop botching moves too. That's a whole other conversation that we gotta have. I don't understand what's going on with her. And at some point, it's on the talent. It's not just at least they they keep saying work Oscar, who's a great worker. I don't know why they can't have a match without a bad botch that kind of messes with the you know messes up with the flow of it. Yeah, I think I think she's a little uh, like I told you, like I told you, Mike. By SummerSlam, that belt is going to be on Charlotte. Uh, I think I, I I think you might wanna might wanna fast forward that. Yeah, yeah, it might friend, be, I said, really by, by SummerSlam at the latest. Yeah, I think right now, uh, I don't know. It's interesting because before they before they really hurt her momentum uh, last year, I don't remember seeing those issues. I think that. They want her to work a certain way because I, I don't even remember her working this the same way per se. Um, but I, I yeah, whatever is going on, um, and to me, you know, I view botches a little differently, right? So I don't really a botch depending on what it looks like. I don't care because this is supposed to be a fight, right. a match. So there has to be moments of think like that's why some of the b- young bucks and the Osprey shit just kids, like this is a choreograph. This is a movie. Mm-hmm. I, I can watch a movie. I got, I got, I got all the streamings. I can watch that somewhere else. Um, this is supposed to be an athletic competition between two people who do not look like they want to engage in cooperation. Uh, but when that shit happens, you're engaging in cooperation. So I don't worry too much about botches so much. I start to worry about botches when it looks like someone's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the issue that we have here. Because like they, I've you know uh, heard a pro wrestler tell me that you can be you can be anything in pro wrestling. You can be a racist. You can be an asshole. You can be a misogynist. You cannot be unsafe. So I mean, now Nia Jax does. She shows you this is also not true. Uh, nepotism, <laughs> nepotism goes a long way. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, whatever it is, man. Hopefully she can get it together here pretty soon. I hope so as well. On the other, on the other hand, I, it almost feels like we had like a little bit of a, of a Space Jam situation where like Raquel Gonzalez got all Rhea Ripley's powers and Rhea Ripley got like Raquel Gonzalez's green powers. Wow! Yeah, Gonzalez just has I, the again. For we were really excited about uh, two out of three Santos Escobar uh, Kushida match, which was fine. They just didn't give it time. I don't know why yeah. you don't give two out of three uh, falls match at least half an hour to work with. Um, yeah, yeah, they gave it. They did. They. I, I still love the match, but yeah, I would have. I would have. I would have preferred twenty nine minutes over eighteen. Yeah, I, th- I think they gave him twelve actually. At least one on my on my account. Yeah. Uh, so they just didn't have enough time to tell a good story with two out of three. But I mean, they were still a good match. They're still great workers. Um, yes. But no, I thought the highlight of NXT for me was uh, Raquel Gonzalez uh, Mercedes match. I thought they were, they kind of tore their house down. It was a big, it actually was the big house fight. The guy reminded me of like a female version of Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Just like really, you know, polished and not necessarily athletic men that kind of look like it hurt. Um, and yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was fun. I'm still enjoying everything the way he's doing. Um, having Johnny Gargano just cheer for Austin Theory as he's getting destroyed by Karen <laughs> uh, Cross is fun. I'm looking forward to building a, uh, Trying to pop a rating. Hopefully, they will be able to with Finn Balor. I don't have cable. If I would, I would definitely watch um, Finn Balor versus uh, Kevin Cross in two weeks. Um, anything else uh, you want to touch on for NXT? Uh, no. Nope. Yeah. Um, I think we can let's move on to uh, then under, under the Siege, yes. uh, as, as it were. 
Um, there was a TNA event. We'll be fully honest. We uh, only watched part of it because, again, busy, busy weekend. Um, but yeah, uh, the one exciting thing coming out of it, I think the big headline that I think both of us are very much looking forward to uh, is Moose versus Kenny Omega. I think yes. it's going to be a really, really fun program and a really fun match. That I'm personally just a little bit worried about based on how the uh, six-pack match went. Uh, you can go. Yeah, go ahead. Let me know what you saw, sir. I mean, I, I it, it makes the most sense that it goes to Moose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just hoping it goes the way it should go. That's because, if, because if it doesn't, then you know, does Moose have to leave? There's not, there's not really anywhere for him to go. Um, and realistically, to me, he's like, as far as a singles guy, he's your biggest and most legit looking star. So, um, and he's gotten he's gotten really good in the ring, uh, and he's really put time into his craft and he's done everything that you would want a pro wrestler to do uh in terms of getting solid on the microphone uh really you know touching up his in-ring work which he's been working on for years get himself into just magnificent shape um and he's he he looks like a, a world champ so hopefully it goes the direction that it goes in uh, but you know then it's also like I don't know. Are they going uh, to... I'm just hoping no one gets cold feet at the idea of an Impact guy beating an AEW guy. You know? Because uh, AEW is... It's a bigger company. Uh, they're seen by more people. So hopefully no one gets cold feet. Well, I mean, I think that the title change was done with the idea that eventually an yes. uh, yeah. Impact guy is going to beat uh, Kenny Omega. Um, well, it worries me because again, I'm in, this, I'm in the same boat as you. I think you know, you give the title to Omega so that eventually an impact guy, you, you make an impact guy, you say, yes. Hey, this is our next yep. big baby face. This is the guy yep. who's going to be on top of this company for the next year, at least, if not, or you know, if not the next five to ten years. Uh, right. And who's is, is that guy based on the yeah. previous years of booking, based on having the most potential, having just the look, etc.? Uh, what worries me about it is, um, uh, during the, the six-pack challenge, uh, the Good Brothers actually removed Sammy Callahan from the match, who had right. the match won. Uh, Wrestling Logic tells you that Sammy Callahan is going to be eventually the guy then to beat Kenny Omega. And I like Sammy Callahan, but he's not. You know, he's not. He's, he's not. not there's just not. There's, he's a very, very solid guy, very solid, solid worker. I don't yeah. know. Person has a guy. Um, but, uh, again, I just don't see as much potential in there. And... Um, and then also, he's just a lot older than Moose, too. And I think he kind of yeah. done everything that there is to do with Impact. He's been the face. Um, yeah. So I just, that's, that's what got, what's got me a little bit worried about the, about the booking of the program. Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with you 100%. Uh, while I'm, while it's like, it looks like it go one way, it's like, man, you kind of, it, it feels quick. Things just feel very quick. And sometimes quick is not good. Right. So it's like on the face of it, you're like, oh, okay, well, Moose is now the number one contender. Logic suggests that it would be Moose, but it's so quick that in pro wrestling, generally quick means, nah, he's the first guy eating that pin. Um, uh, So that's that's a bit of a concern. Yeah. And Sammy's already been world champ. Uh, You know, he had some great matches with Tessa Blanchard. I mean, no disrespect. They were great matches. They were very fun. Um, But if you're trying to get away from that, then you go Moose. But, you know, I. I don't, I'm just, I'm just hoping it goes the right way. 
I mean, the the optimist to me says that it's the the other guy, the other guy who who could inherit the medal is Chris Bay. Sure. So maybe sure. maybe he'll beat Moose, which is unfortunate. He'll beat Sammy Callahan in the next program, which they set up for, and then eventually Chris Bay rises, and right. you know, and then he becomes that guy that we we talked about. Um, yeah. We do gotta get out of here. Um, anything uh, happening on Backlash that we didn't touch on last week that you want to? Um, I don't really have much to add. I don't think. Um, yeah, uh, Damian Priest push continues. I hope he beats Miss Clean and then they'll kind of move on in a different direction. Um, yeah. Yeah, not much to add there for me. Uh, do you have a match of the week you want to recommend to all of us? Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. I actually thought about this. And I remember I had to think, I had to think long and hard. And I wanted to, ooh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a little bit harder for you all to find, uh, only because it's in the Monday Nitro uh, epilogue. In their history, uh, I believe it is the best match that Nitro ever had. I think it's arguably it's to me it's like one of the best TV matches. Period. It is Sting versus Diamond Dallas Page for the world title uh, in April of 1999, and that was the night where the title showed, uh, changed hands twice in one night. The match itself is absolutely fantastic. The crowd was so hot. And again, people say what they want. WCW crowds were just so bloody special. I mean, especially when, and you know, staying just, you know, super mega baby face. Uh, and DDP just did such a good job as a heel. And they both worked so hard. And it was like a good 20-minute, just fantastic match. So please check that one out. If you have the network, I know uh, I know Peacock is not a good streaming app, but if you can if you can navigate through there, you'll you'll find it. It's well worth it. Yeah, definitely, highly recommend. Um, last week you made a really cool uh, ECW recommendation, uh, which I've checked out. It was awesome. I want to make an ECW recommendation of my own. I don't think it actually never because it's from ECW TV and other pay per view. So you guys might have to, um, well, daily motion or use uh, other nefarious means to check this match out. Uh, it is a two out of three falls match. It's a classic ECW match from Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko, who yes. uh, pretty much kind of at the time when ECW was uh, very much hardcore wrestling only. They kind of brought very pure wrestling style to ECW and got it over. Yes. Like this wasn't, you know, they, they, this was a risky thing to do. You had a really kind of a bloodthirsty crowd. And then they gave you this like half an hour classic matches and the crowd ate it up. Because yeah. like they were the two of the best in the world, just kind of performing at, at that point. So, um, at the time when we got, like I said, this week I think we got two out of three falls match that were while good, did not get enough time. Uh, this one did not suffer the same consequence. This was very long, and they told a great story. They took an audience for the ride. And if you just want to watch two of the best, just pure workers, um, in kind of convert a, a bloodthirsty Philadelphia crowd into wrestling purists for half an hour. Yeah. Uh, that's the match. Uh, Eddie Guerrero against Dean Malenko on August 26, 1995. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. And before we go, before we get out of here, and speaking of ECW, we do have to say rest in peace to New Jack. Um, a very complicated individual um, yeah. who nonetheless, uh, again, very, uh, very much, very um, uh, real person will be, a very genuine person, a person who never pretended not to be who he was, for better or for worse. Yeah. Um, a guy who killed himself to entertain the audience and uh, also kind of came close to killing the business at the same time. Uh, and that's going to be part of his legacy. But um, nonetheless, you, you know, I appreciate everything he obviously sacrificed for us as a wrestling fans. And I uh, just want to say rest in peace and condolences to his family and friends. Yes. To the family members that are, he's still close to and, and love him. 
hey, you know, uh, condolences. And uh, the man was, uh, un- he was unabashedly himself. So there you go. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this will do it for us. Thank you so much for spending time with us. We will be back next week. Enjoy WrestleMania Backlash. Uh, enjoy all of your weekly wrestling programming, even Raw, if you like it. Uh, God bless you. Um, we will be back next week. Have a great week. Thank you, guys. Peace.